See how my foes increase. See them rising up against me. My soul among the lions. They rob my soul. Of peace. Oh, you, you want me to open that up for you? Ba- Here, take Baron that. Psalms. Cheers. Cheers. No Whiskey barrel stout. Barrel-aged imperial stout. Backed by some harmony from my soul among the lions. Psalm 3. Yep. I don't even want an intro yet. We don't have to because we haven't had our... Gotta get our first sip of beer. With a little little help from Stonewall Jackson. (laughs) Nice. I'm as safe with you out on the fields. As yeah. in my bed. Nice. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. It is Wednesday. Mm. Good evening. I can't believe it's already Wednesday. We, you know, Fourth of July, we had Monday. I'm it's Wednesday, I'm it's, it's Wednesday all, already. It's like um, bourbon, isn't it? Uh, Whiskey you know, barrel stout. I, I think you guys have missed some of the shows on our podcast this, this last couple of weeks, man. I hope uh, not. Ezra Institute did this really great podcast on the history of like how we got constitutions. Oh, in the first place, you yep. know, Magna Carta and what uh, the role the Magna Carta played. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, because uh, a lot of countries before that were ruled by kings and so forth. But yeah. how did we get paper? Right. You know, to, to kind Write of govern that them. down. Actually, we got it from the Ten Commandments, but it's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God uh, did the first right. Yeah. God was like, "You're gonna forget this. So I'm gonna write it down for you with my own fingers." Uh, stone. Open, open. Mike did a did a great show on Claus Schwab. You know, we've we've kind of hit Claus a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's what's open, Mike? Open mic, uh, Mike Thiessen from Canada. Oh, Open mic. Mike Thiessen. Is he still in Canada, though? Hey, this, this, Mike. Is, this is how does, much work we got going on here. Does, and I, I need to do podcasts he, where I, uh, in, uh, in my intros, where I bring Toby up to I'm, speed I'm on what's going on. I'm glad we're having this business meeting live <laughs> on Cross Politics. And then, oh, don't forget Uncle Gary, Resistance Reformation, and much more on, on the podcast. And as, as we've been mentioning to you guys, you can actually choose your own destination. You can actually subscribe just to individual shows instead of just the Fight Left East Network or just Cross Politic or the Daily News Brief or Fight Life East Canada. You can actually, we've structured it now so we can yeah. um, subscribe to all the individuals and break out uh, and everything for your, for your listening pleasure. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's take a minute and talk about the Fight Laugh Feast Club membership. By Ooh. joining the Fight Laugh Feast Army, not yep. only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media and even those people who think they're conservatives. And, they're really not. The, and, and maybe hunting rhinos. I don't know. We'll see. But you'll also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, all our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Mm. Frequently, after we have guests on the show, we go backstage at the end of the show for another 5, 10, 15 minutes, and that's only available to club members. Lastly, you also get discounts at our conferences. So if you got about 10 bucks a month, Kick it over our way, and you can sign up now and become a club member. Join the army at fightlaughfeast.com. The liberals are in their war room trying to figure out how to deal with some of the potential fallout of women running to other states to get an abortion. Mm. Your president, Joe Biden, where your tax dollars go, had a powwow (laughs) with nine other governors from across the nation. In the meeting, the president highlighted the impact 
of the health and safety of millions of women. Mm. <coughs> health and safety. Uh, okay. He was clear to defend Minus women's 50%. freedom to travel for their sacrifices. <laughs> is, that, is that what they're doing? I, well, I, see he, what, well, I see what you did there. He called it their right for health care or something right. like that. It's a Molech. If extremist governors try to block a woman from traveling from her state that prohibits her from seeking medical help she needs to a state that provides that care, the federal government will act to protect her bedrock rights through the attorney general's office. Mm. Wow. Mm. Her bedrock rights? <laughs> what bedrock rights? Yeah, where'd she get those? Yeah, the, the, the Supreme Court made it abundantly clear that the Constitution doesn't confer the right to abortion. In the 213-page document— That Biden you, didn't read. No, I don't think many people <laughs> did read it, and they should have, because yeah. it stated that until the latter part of the 20th century, there was no support in American law for a constitutional right to obtain an abortion. And then they went on just a little bit further to say, not only was there no support for such a constitutional right until shortly before Roe, but abortion had long been a crime in every—long uh, uh, been a crime— in every state, at common law even, abortion was a, a criminal offense for up to um, the what they call the quickening. Yeah. And then I, I believe the quickening actually was a point that if a woman could fill the child, then. Right. It, but I think that if they had the technology that we have now, they would say, well, yeah, yeah we know it's a human from, right. the, from conception. By the time of the 14th Amendment, three quarters of the states had made abortion a crime at any stage of pregnancy, and the remaining states would soon follow. But it's not like the legal precedent or history matters at all to our president. Huh. The left feels no. like they have the majority of America on their side. And so long as, you know, you have 51%, you get to make morality. Mm -hmm. That's how they feel anyway. So what the left is hoping for is public outrage and unrest if a woman goes to kill her child is a, and she's arrested in the process and treated like a criminal. I mean... If they can arrest you for getting medical care, yeah. what tyrants? They'll take away your rights. One of the things that, uh, that I'm finding is that uh, uh, we are looking, beginning the process, or in the process of looking at all the alternatives, including the sovereign nation question. And, uh, but there's going to be a lot more that's going to come through. I mean, I, uh, I, I think people are going to be shocked when the first state, the first state that tries to arrest a woman for crossing a state line to get uh, health services. Uh, and they're, they're, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think people believe that's going to happen. But it's going to happen and it's going it's to telegraph to the whole country that this is, this is a gigantic deal that goes beyond. I mean, it affects all your basic rights. <laughs> First, first, states that are pro-life have to make that arrest. That's not going to happen. If if they're genuine about the laws of their state and what it means to murder a child, it's not going to. Well, yeah. And but. that let's say let's say uh, someone from Idaho, Idaho is a pro-life state, goes and gets abortion in Washington, and they cross back into Idaho, then they should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Yeah, in but, Idaho. But if you're paying attention to what he says, he says that they're going to arrest a woman as she goes to get health care. That's not going to happen because that doesn't happen. Yeah, a doesn't woman happen. who goes to get health care is not getting arrested yeah, no, I, at all for yeah, anything. Sure. But a woman who goes to kill somebody, yeah. <laughs> everybody should be looking for her. I mean, every know? state right now would prosecute someone who left the state to murder. Right. 
and, and and the states would work together on it. it now, I think abortion and, would be the same. And the states that actually have that on the laws on the on their books, then they I think that they will do that. I think they will say, hey, you can't go and kill someone yeah. and then come back to our state acting like that. But what he's yeah. talking about and the way he described it, that's not a reality. That's not yeah. even something that people are trying to do. No right, one is right. trying to stop anybody from getting health care. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, he's using health care as right. a euphemism. Exactly. Right. By health care, he means killing babies. Right, yeah. Someone leaves to kill the baby, but well, of course, that's, that's not what they're using. Well, we shouldn't let them get away with that either. Right. Nobody's trying to stop a woman from getting health care. That's right. And so the way they're using the abortion pill is like she needs her med- medication. Right. No, no, no. Medication heals and makes you better. It doesn't kill you. That's right. Right. And medication that kills you, we usually take it off the market. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. in this, not in this yeah, post-world. Exactly. You, know? you know, it's interesting because Roe v. Wade, uh, the shakeout, the fallout, the the moving of uh, the lines for Roe v. Wade hasn't fully shaken out yet. Oh, um, yeah, it's just know, starting. It's just, just starting. starting. And and I, I do think people are going to move based on which states are pro-life or pro-choice. I think yeah. that's going to happen. But we do know uh, during the lockdowns that, a lot of that we had tons of movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Wall Street Journal, 46 million people moved to a different zip code between February 2021 and February 2022. Mm-hmm. So kind of a 12-month period, okay. uh, which is the most in records going back to 2010. So 46 million people. What was going on in 2010? I don't know. Oh, that's hmm. when they no, well that's when they just started I think collecting the collecting the information data, or so we don't know how yeah. that that zip code statistic. Yeah. Uh GOP run states added 341,000 jobs in the last two and a half years during during uh you know during kind of the shutdown. And the blue states blue states lost about 1.3 million jobs total. Wow. The states that gain the most, led by Florida, Texas, North Carolina, are almost, they're all, all red, as defined by how states voted in the past two presidential elections. So it's kind of looking at, okay. you know. Uh, and the states that lost the most residents are almost all blue, led by California, New York, and Illinois. Hmm. Look at this state, look at this uh, migration uh, data up here oh. on, on the charts there. It, it boggles my mind that Washington State gained yeah. in net migration over the last couple of years. Wow. That's incredible. I think it's just because of how strong Amazon and Facebook are, as because yeah. Facebook's also based in Seattle and well, Amazon's based. Yeah, I, I think that's true. But there's also a, a, a free group out there that's like we're gonna do whatever we want to do. Yeah, well, right? that's, in that's, Washington. That's, Washington. that's Western Washington. Yeah, yeah, well, well, largely two thirds of Washington is yeah. conservative. That's three quarters of Washington. Right. Is I, I think that there's a group of people who's like, well, I just want to be with people who are gonna. I'll move to Wenatchee yeah, or some exactly. other conservative yeah. Washington. Right. Yeah. But that's that's pretty in, in crazy. And then, of course, look at all the all the uh, net migration with the with the. Um, red states, basically yeah. Florida, Texas, leading the way. Yeah. Now, Florida, uh, which is leading the way in all this, is on track to register a record budget surplus for the fiscal year that ended in June 30th, which attributes in part to new residents coming into the state. The state is putting up most of the extra money. This bothers me. I'm sorry where I'm going to go. It's going to bother you, too. Yeah. And they're going to put the money into the reserve fund to protect state agencies and residents during the downturn. That's yes. fine. I'm cool with that. I'm not. While investing in school construction and raising teacher pay. Here goes here goes Ron DeSantis again. Yeah. Uh, the states that if, if a Republican state never figures out the public school problem, you will lose. Right. The public school problem right. is the reason right. why all Republican states will go liberal. Everyone needs to remember public schools are socialist training. That's programs, what they are. Okay. It was yep. Karl Marx that mm-hmm. said the way to establish socialism was government schools. That's right. Yeah. 
Yep. And and Republicans are like down with CRT, yeah. down with socialism, more money for public schools. Yeah, and yeah. teachers. You're Marxist. Now, now this is an interesting uh, graph that we're going to bring up here. This is a index of state progress based on kind of 13 metrics, including economic output, employment, retail sales, and new home listings. You look at it. And you can see the, the the top line, that 100, that's kind of back to normal kind of line there. If there's such a thing. If there's such a thing. But <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just kind of looking at these right. metrics. To, to the lockdowns. Yeah, to the lockdowns. And, and so you can see the states where before uh, COVID, you know, looking at retail sales, new home listings, employment. So this is kind of individual scoring by state. So it's, it's a pretty good analysis here. Uh, and you can see the liberal states aren't even close to coming back to what normal retail sales, new They're home listings, employment, in some so forth. Sense. Yep, and then Florida, South Carolina, uh, you know, North Carolina, Arizona, Texas, and look what they're doing. Uh, and and I, uh, so we've already seen the movement right from COVID, uh, from the migration movement from right. COVID, right. And it's and you can see what that movement is looking like in economic terms, right. It's, it's having gonna, an impact. It's having an impact, and it's going to be interesting to look at what what the SCOTUS decision does. And what you know now? The, the let's Dobbs, say Florida. Talking about Dobbs, Dobbs, in Dobbs, Dobbs in particular. Now, if Florida becomes, let's say, an official pro-life state, um, Arizona becomes a pro-life state, Texas becomes a pro-life state. What's that going to do? That's going to polarize things hmm. further. We're more polarized right. than we ever have been. And then now you get the SCOTUS ruling, right? And you're going to see, and you get the SCOTUS ruling. Literally, the ruling is between those who want murder in babies' wombs and those yeah. who don't. Right. Yeah. In mothers' wombs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. mothers' wombs. Excuse me, babies in mothers' wombs. She was somebody's baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. At one point. At one point. <laughs> but that polarization, I don't. Yeah, no, that's an right. answer. We're gonna no. we're gonna see how that works. No, I know it's yeah. not getting better. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it works because I want to see. I think that the argument for well life in the sense to be able to live. I don't think you'll yeah. get some people to convince to be moving over, it, but I think you will. They will be able to taste the fruit of what. Life culture produces. Yeah. I know what happens next because I read Ride Sally Ride. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's that, crazy. That book that's, is haunting it's because more and more prophetic, it's almost exactly. Like oh my goodness! <laughs> more cross politics coming up next. Psalm three in Psalm. Psalm, Psalm three. three. You got your beer. Psalm Cheers three. to the king. Cheers. Mm. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day, too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy refining rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. So good. I love, I love the Psalm 3 version. Welcome back to Cross-Politics. Even though Pastor Toby's back in the studio, I'm, I'm welcoming everybody back to the second segment. It's a little weird. It's, it's like, I, it's I like I'm gone. We made some adjustments. It's like I'm not really Toby's here. Gone. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to know? I want to know why you keep coming in here with these cool hoodies. <laughs> you mean he his called, hoodie right he called here? up our boy Jay down mean, in Georgia. And, 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 and why, 
Where are mine? Yeah, yeah. Why uh, don't I have one? They come in. This is total like selfish purchase from Knox. Because oh, yeah. he did this. <laughs> yeah, he came yeah. in. He's like, I'm calling Jake and Hoodie. I was like, you ain't getting me any hoodies. He's like, no, I'm doing it. Well, I mean, you know, when you're doing a daily, you got to have some some gear. And I was like, you don't. But yeah. where's don't my gear? But, you know, I, I figured that pastor budget was paying <laughs> off for you. So. Oh, I see. This segment is brought to you by Boniface Woodworking. Exists for those who enjoy shopping with integrity, who want to buy handmade wooden furniture gifts. I love that. And heirloom items that will last for generations. We actually, I have them making something secret. That Humidor? I'm Humidor? I, no, no, I'm not saying. I'm something making, they're, they're making something secret for, for us. Uh, uh, Boniface, don't tell them. Uh, and, 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 it's, and it's going to be an heirloom item. For, from dining tables, church pulpits, to cigar humidors, and everything in between, quality pieces that you can give your children's children. Maybe Amen. a pulpit for me. Tie them to their roots and transcend <laughs> them. Just uh, Toby's pulpit. That's it. You know, basic function of whatever baptismal. they are. So start voting with your dollars and stop buying cheap crap from people who hate you. Visit BonifaceWoodworking.com. BonifaceWoodworking.com to see their gallery, learn hey, more about their no story, like- and submit their your order for heirloom quality woodworking items. I've gotten better at reading. Um, uh, you know, it's not too bad. Wait, yeah, wait yeah. You want to pat yourself on the, the back? No, too? I just wanted to, uh, you know. Okay. I, Toby's my pastor. Can, I just want to please him. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you like, tell people that cross-politics <laughs> sent you? Gabe. I want them to know that cross-politics sent them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, no, yeah. there's yeah. no FLF on the end of that. Slash anyway. FLF. Hey, the Psalm of the Day is Psalm 3. You've been listening to a, a version from My Soul, my soul Among Lions. Um This is Psalm 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Hmm. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. This is, one of the things this reminds me of actually is, is the beginning of Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain, unless yeah. the Lord watches the city, the, the watchman keeps watch uh, in vain. It's, it's vain for you to stay up late, to get up early, to eat the bread of sorrows. Um, we don't guard or keep watch rightly unless we do it knowing that God is the one guarding and watching our city. We don't build rightly unless we build knowing that God is the one who builds our house. We don't build our families our churches, our businesses, our communities rightly, unless God is the one building them and guarding them. And to the point of this psalm, we don't fight rightly unless we recognize that God is the one who fights for us. He's Mm -hmm. the one that strikes our enemies on the cheek. He's the one who breaks out their teeth. All of this, though, really is hard work, building and fighting. We are surrounded by our enemies and how they have increased that trouble us, right? I mean, amen. You with mm-hmm. me, Gabe? You just, te- yeah, you're just texting no, over I'm, there I'm, and no, texting, I'm aren't you? No, no, I'm no, not no. Texting. I'm reading of, the psalm on my phone, too. <laughs> sure I'm serious. He is. Many of Look. them. <laughs> sure. I'm looking at the Hebrew. Right? Oh, man, well, I'm looking at the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Many are they who rise up against us. Many who say that our God does not exist, and so he can't help us. Mm. We really are 
building houses and cities and businesses and churches in the midst of a great battle. We really are in a great war, a great mm-hmm. conflict with enemies all around us. Mm-hmm. It's really striking to me, though, that the heading of this psalm that I didn't actually read when I read it says that this is the psalm that David composed when he had to flee from Absalom, his own son. These are not just any enemies. These are enemies of David's own house, his own family, his own blood, friends who turned against him. And David prays, God is my shield, my glory, and the lifter of my head. That language about God lifting our heads means that he's the one who gives us confidence and courage. He's the one that allows us to look the challenges in the face, look the the battle line in the face. Think about the shame that David faced. His son, his own son turned against him. And there were no doubt some significant parenting fails that led to that moment. <laughs> yeah. But David could face that moment because God was with him. And, and notice that this means two things. It means that, first of all, in the next verse, right, what does he say? It says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. It means that we cry out to God. When, when God is your shield, when God is the lifter of your head, you cry out to him. It doesn't, we're not stoics. It doesn't mean you have nothing to say. It doesn't mean you just, you know, you tough it out. No, we cry out to God because he is there and we cast all our cares upon him. That's how you prove that you know he's there. Mm. You cry out to him. You cry out, you pour out your heart mm-hmm. to him. There's a huge difference though between actually casting your cares upon the Lord and worrying in front of God. Two different things. Mm-hmm. In one, you actually unload. And as David says, he heard me out of his hill. When you know that God has heard you, you leave all your cares, all your anxieties, all your fears there with him. And you can tell the difference by the results. We know that David really had cast his cares on the Lord because then he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what he says. Right after that, he says, I cried out to the Lord. He heard me. And so I laid down and I went to sleep. And I woke up and the Lord sustained me. Again, mm. it reminds me of Psalm 127 again, building, guarding. It's vain for you to stay up late, get up early, mm-hmm. eating the, the bread of, of sorrows. For so the Lord gives his beloved sleep, mm. right? There's a, there's a yeah. and, and don't miss the fact here that there's even like, there's a kind of arrogance that says, I need to stay up late and get this done. Mm. I, I need to stress about this. I need to worry about this. Jesus even kind of makes fun of me and says, which one of you can add six inches to your height by worrying about mm-hmm. it? Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what kind of arrogance mm-hmm. is that? It's humility to say that God provides, God fights for me, God defends me. So we build and fight with Jesus on our side. He's our shield. We are in the storm, and there is a great storm, but Jesus is in our boat. And Jesus rules the wind and the waves. There are many Goliaths in the land, but the one who is greater than David is with us. You know, Pastor, while you were, while you were talking, my head uh, went on a journey, and I was thinking about <laughs> I was listening I, I like, to you. I like it. And, uh, I like, it. But I like it, it when your head goes on a it, journey. It goes on a little journey. And I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, you know, why would you have a political podcast that has a sermonette or a psalm of the day in it? You know, like, why would you have a politics? We're here to talk about politics, people. <laughs> we ain't here to talk about psalms. We're not here to have a beer and psalm Wednesday. But just, just so people can understand why we do this, just yeah. kind of... Explain just a little bit of why this is important as it relates to the topic of how we think about politics, understand politics. Because Psalm 3 is all about politics. Right. This is a king. 
right in mm-hmm. the middle right. of a civil war. <laughs> right. We just got done talking about the bra- the way that our states are lining up. Yeah. Yep. Blue states, red states, life states, murder states. The only yep. answer for this division, right, is King Jesus. Right. No. Amen. But yep. but it could get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And in the middle of a civil war, when when David's own son, yep. uh, plans a military coup, and David mm-hmm. has to run, right, has to run from his capital city, right. This is this is how we from how little we Hunter Biden. What from little Hunter Biden? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. that, but, but, but no anyway. one's running from Hunter. <laughs> but, that's true. That's true. But, but, but not even Sleepy Joe. But, yeah, but, yeah. but that's but that's the, that's the truth though. Is so David's in the middle yeah. of a political turmoil. That's right. A civil war is breaking out, and he's yeah. gonna, it's not over yet. Right. And on on his on his his way out yep. as he's fleeing, we don't know the exact night, the exact time that he writes this, but it says as he fled from Absalom, his son. He prays this. He sings this. He, he says, I am surrounded by my enemies. Mm-hmm. Right? He's talking about his own son in this moment. So, you know, many of you guys have family members, maybe. Maybe they're, they're posting online right now saying, you know, echoing Biden. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you got family members that, are, yes, I that do. deeply believe in abortion. Yes, yeah. I do. Right? Think that, we, that you are a wacko. You're crazy. Yes, they yeah. do. You're a, a radical extremist, right? That's yeah. true. Right? And, you, and you're a bigot and you're a hater. Out there with them white folks. I'm sorry, that just came out. That just came out. <laughs> but, it just came. But mm. the, the, here's the thing is Christians have failed, I believe, fundamentally to be salt and light in this land because we don't fight with the weapons that God gave us to fight with. That's right. Okay. That's, we, we don't actually stand in the strength of the Lord. We don't actually stand the way David did. Instead, we pick up right-wing talking points, conservative talking yeah, points. The best right. we come up with is Rush Limbaugh and Tucker right. Carlson, uh-huh. the Daily Wire, whatever, and whatever bits of truth that they've got. Yeah. But it is not fundamentally with the Lord as your shield. Mm. That's and, right. so, and so that's, that's the point. We're, we're saying Jesus is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He's Lord of the United States of America. And... Um, that's a political message as much as it is a spiritual one. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so that's why we, as we're talking about these things, we never want to get far away from Scripture. That's we're, right. We're, um, that's right. Jesus is Lord over the public square. Our, our motto is the, is the flag bowing down to the cross. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's political. That's absolutely political. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a moment where we're living through right now in our day where we are increasingly divided. Yep. How do we face that division? Right. How do you... Build a family, build a business, plan for the future. What if we, you know, what if the United States goes into civil war? What if there's a massive economic collapse? What if, you know, what I, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Right? What do yeah. you do? Well, you want to walk like David did and say, they're, everybody's rising up against me and they're accusing me and so on. But the Lord is my shield. He is my glory. He lifts up my head. And I'm going to sleep at night. I'm going to cry out to him. I'm going to cast all my cares on him. Yeah, and I'm right. going to go to bed at night. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to sleep well because God fights for me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people surrounding Amen. themselves around me. Arise, yeah. O Lord, save me. You fight. Yeah. You, you strike them on the cheek. You break out their, their teeth. Yeah, that's um, right. there's, Salvation belongs to the Lord. There's, some, there's a lot of fun like uh, Hebrew stuff going on here. Well, oh, um, really? One, tell me, uh, tell me in, about it. In verse chapter, in, in verse chapter, in, in uh, verse two, uh, it says there is no help for him in God. Mm-hmm. There, um, the word, the word there is um, basically salvation. Yes, Yeshua. Mm-hmm. You might be able to correct me on that one. Yeshua. No, I'm just gonna let you say. Um, it. Yeah, me and, too. <laughs> and then it ends in verse eight. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing. Uh, it's the same word, but it's Yeshua. Right. Which um, is the name for Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus is throughout this psalm yeah, and right. the salvation. The yeah. help, the help is Jesus. Right. And the salvation is is Jesus. Right. In this psalm. Yeah. Um, really Amen. 
No, no, that's, any that's any awesome. other yeah. any other Hebrew that you want to bring out? No, that's why I was, I was confirming what I what I. <laughs> Um, well, that's why I was on my phone. I was, just I was trying to catch up on the Bible study with Toby with my phone, you know. Just, just brought that, yeah. that Hebrew in. Yeah. You know, I was just, okay, so we're going to go behind the paywall into the backstage, and we have a couple clips. The Liam uh, Hendricks clip. Are we going to talk picture. about Aussies? We're going to talk Aussies? about Liam Hendricks talking about it's nah. stupid that he can come into the country. I'm a little embarrassed because he's a professional yeah. baseball player. Well, right? yeah. I, th- I just... Baseball's yeah, been falling for a long sport time, anyways. Uh, and then we got two ads that we're going to play. We're going to yeah. talk about those. And but kinda, actually, they actually tie into all this it, because I think really there really is a, di- a difference between, you know, standing by the Second Amendment, yep. and saying I have a, I have a duty to defend my family and how we fight and the strength of the yeah. Lord, yeah. and taking up arms in a in a brash, a, yeah, in a sort of revolutionary yeah. spirit, and like I'm yeah. going to take. This into my own hands. You know, and we'll talk about a little bit. We miss out on the love for neighbor inside the Second Amendment. Like the yeah. Second Amendment is picking up on something in nature that God has put yeah, there, and right. we need to make sure Amen. that we're talking about right. that before. Right. That's why it's so important to ground that. Discussion. Don't say it all. We're going to okay. the couple. Yeah. Right. Psalm three. So if you're single, get married. Oh, that's so good. Yes, in Psalm three. If you're single, get married. If you're married. Have you some kids? If you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast. This is cross politic. You Cheers, know, it's been soulmate. almost six years, and I haven't got tired of saying that. Cheers to the king. I know. I know. <laughs> that's, been, that's been our motto. This is cross politic. That's right. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. The season of Augustine and the season of Cassiodorus were very different moments in a crucial transformation that occurred in the history of the Western liberal arts. All right, so just stay like this. How, how am I doing here? So, yeah, you don't like you don't like this, huh? What does a Christian education look like when non-Christians are the ones who control the institutions of learning? This is a question that confronted Bishop Augustine of Hippo in North Africa in the fifth century AD. Augustine lived at the twilight of the Roman Empire. He himself had been trained with the best learning that Rome at that time had to offer. He himself actually came through the ranks and taught rhetoric in some of the best schools. It was then, after he had come of age, that he converted to Christianity, but he wanted to continue the project of education, but this time for Christians. And so he had to confront the question, what does a Christian education look like when the unbelievers control the field? when they control the institutions, when the whole apparatus and curriculum of learning emerge from a pagan environment. So Augustine wondered, what is it that Christians should jettison? What is it that Christians can embrace? What is it that Christians can adopt, but in modified form? These are the questions that Augustine confronted when he sought to educate Christians in an environment when unbelievers dominated the field. 
A century later, we see a man in the south of Italy named Cassiodorus who faced a very different educational landscape. He had to ask what did a Christian education look like in an environment where unbelievers had abandoned the project of education altogether. The ins infrastructure of learning had entirely eroded. If education was to proceed at all, it had to proceed on the foundation of Christianity. The Christians had to be the ones preserving education. What does a Christian education look like when Christians are the ones forming the institutions, when Christians are the ones organizing the curriculum? Well, these two seasons in the history of education, the season of Augustine and the season of Cassiodorus, just 100 years apart, were very different moments in a crucial transformation that occurred in the history of the Western liberal arts. We're going to be studying this story. We're going to be going back to the sources. We're going to go back to Augustine. We're going to go back to Cassiodorus. We're going to ask ourselves which of their predicaments most resembles our own. Which can we learn from Augustine's period? What can we learn from Cassiodorus's period? As we confront these questions, we're going to engage these sources, and we invite you to join us here at New St. Andrews College.